Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. Uh, Each week we come to you at this time to bring you relevant news and information of the news that's happening uh, in our world, and of course, from a biblical perspective, uh, we break that uh, news item down for you. Of course, the big news over the last few weeks, of course, was the unprecedented raid on Pres- former President Trump's residence in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, by the FBI. At that time, we told you that the Ohio Christian Alliance and at least one other group in Ohio, a policy group, uh, put out a statement concerning drawing attention to that. In our statement, uh, which you can still find on our website, uh, included a lot of statements from notable people from across the political spectrum, both uh, conservative, liberal, and uh, libertarians. Uh, this is a concern for all Americans. And at this point, I think the FBI is looking like a very aggressive political uh, operative of the Democratic Party. And, of course, that is the party in power right now because they control both the House, the Senate, and the presidency. In fact, reading on Epoch Time News, uh, this was breaking uh, this this day. Uh, Biden administration asked National Archives to let FBI access boxes from the Mar-a-Lago letter. So this is in a letter. Uh, folks, look, you can't have administrations going after former administrations. We've had terrible examples through history. On, with us on the phone is our good friend Bill Fetter. And before we get to our discussion about gangster politics, because unfortunately that's what we see happening play out in what we knew as the American Republic, but it's looking more and more uh, like the remnants of uh, what we've seen in other cultures. But only you and I can fight uh, to save America, and that is with the knowledge of power. And that's what we do here on News and Focus. Uh, we do want to let you know about the D-Day prayer is underway in Washington, D.C., the construction that is. It will be dedicated later this year in November. We are planning an event in November, in fact, on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th, and we'll give you more information about that. The prayer uh, construction should be uh, finished sometime in November or early December, they tell us, but we're going to have a ceremony on Veterans Day, November 11th, so you want to mark your calendars for that and join us in Washington. Uh, my guest on the phone will be there with us. We'll be celebrating that prayers edition, uh, but we're going to be talking about what's happening in this good old USA because those men and women who fought in World War II fought against tyranny and for justice for all, but folks were seeing an injustice and an, and an imbalance of the Justice Center uh, in Washington, D.C., and Bill's going to give us some examples through history of why we need to be seriously concerned of what we see playing out in our time. Uh, with me on the phone is our good friend Bill Fetter from the American Minute. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, Chris. Great to be with you. Well, Bill, when you and I talked about this last week, and I've been talking to some of my good friends across the country and expressing the same concerns as we saw, again, the unprecedented raid by the FBI against a former president. And thankfully, there's not been any violence in response to that, because there's strong supporters of the president. Uh, But people are basically, they're watching and listening to what's happening, but they are gravely concerned of what they see happen of the misuse and abuse of power in Washington, D.C. 
But we have examples of this, not good examples in the past, of why we should be concerned in America. Your thoughts? Right. So we're seeing the playing out of something called psychological projection. And Sigmund Freud coined the term psychological projection, where you blame your opponent of what you're guilty of. Uh, David Axelrod was the campaign advisor to President Obama. And he said on NPR radio, April 19th, 2010, in Chicago, there was an old tradition of throwing a brick through your own campaign office window and then calling a press conference to say you've been attacked. In other words, you do the crime, you blame it on your innocent opponent. They have to go on the defensive. Their name gets associated with the crime in the press. The public make a mental connection. And if it ever gets pointed back at the guilty person, by that time, the water's muddied. Uh, The public doesn't know who to trust. You get a pass. And so Hillary Clinton, uh, let's look at her. Here she is colluding with Russia, giving away a fifth of the U.S. uranium in exchange for a $145 million contribution to her Clinton Foundation. Uh, She had at her house a server where she was basically coordinating the Clinton Foundation meetings with the Secretary of State meetings, which is illegal. And so when she'd go to these countries on official Secretary of State business, she would meet with the leaders of these countries to do Jesse Jackson Rainbow Coalition shakedowns of these leaders saying, pay to play. If you want any part in my government when I get elected president, you have to cough up money and put it in my Clinton Foundation. And they would give millions and millions of dollars. Um, and so, uh, for example, uh, as Secretary of State, uh, we she oversaw giving aid to Ukraine, which is the poorest country in Europe. Guess what the number one country giving money to the Clinton Foundation was? Ukraine. It was a money laundering operation. Whenever you see large amounts of money going to help out in Afghanistan or in these countries, in these corrupt third world countries, all it's doing is going to the corrupt leaders in these countries. They get to live uh, very well. And then they funnel the money back to the very politicians in America that voted to send them the money. It's a money laundering scheme on a global level. Anyway, here's Hillary colluding with Russia in exchange for 145. She gave away a fifth of the U.S. uranium to Russia. In exchange, she got a $145 million contribution to her Clinton Foundation. When this was becoming obvious that she was not going to get elected, uh, she quickly paid for a steel dossier to ac- accuse her opponent of colluding with Russia. His name gets associated with it in the media. And then they weaponized the intelligence and the uh, government agencies to do investigations. Now, this is interesting because the investigations are simply Number one, to give bad press to your opponent. Number two, to subpoena all the evidence that can convict her and destroy it. So here's the FBI. Instead of them going after records that have been brought home to her house and raiding her home and seizing the server, what do they do? They destroy the evidence. They smash the servers, smash the hard drives, smash the cell phones, delete, erase, delete, erase. They cover for her. And which and when, is an illegal act in itself, as those records have been subpoenaed. Uh, the FBI, it is alluded to, that it actually helped her to destroy the records. So here you have the collusion of government itself, uh, supposed elements of the government, uh, members in it. And we'll, we'll, you know, eventually maybe we'll get to who actually did these crimes uh, within these agencies. Uh, but that's what I think a lot of Americans listen to this bill and they just stand back and saying. I know it, but what do I do about it? 
And so uh, Joe Biden is a presidential candidate, and he is on C-SPAN saying that he told the leaders in Ukraine that unless they stop investigating his son, he'll hold back billions of dollars of U.S. aid. That's it called extortion. So what do they do? They accuse his opponent of extorting Ukraine. And he has to go through one of these uh, impeachment trials again, right? It's this, it's this standard operating procedure where you blame your opponent of what you're guilty of. They're doing voter fraud. They're going to accuse you of voter fraud. They're intolerant. They accuse you of being intolerant. They're hateful and bigoted. They accuse you of being hateful and bigoted. And so the strategy uh, has been used over and over again. I thought it was an interesting quote from Rand Paul when he was interrogating the uh, Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas on the new disinformation governance board that he set up. And Rand Paul says, do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. (laughs) And so this tactic uh, is very effective. Um, You know, one of the uh, things I bring out is its use through history. And um, there's an interesting quote from Senator Marco Rubio. And this was just, what, two weeks ago. And this is after uh, Biden's FBI raided uh, former President Trump's home. And Marco Rubio said on Fox, this is shocking, but in Latin America and many of the countries around the world, here's what happens. A group takes power. One of the first things is they begin to persecute and go after their political opponents. When the supporters of their political opponents begin to complain, they begin to target and criminalize opposition. The next thing you're going to see, because it's the playbook, is going to be the people who are just conservatives are going to begin to get labeled as potential insurrectionists and harassed by law enforcement. So what he's talking about is the standard third world banana republic is you get rid of a leader and you kill him, you kill his family, you kill all the supporters. And, uh, you know, I uh, put together one of my American minutes on the history of, of Mexico. And uh, you had uh, Iturbide was the general that switched from supporting uh, Spain to supporting independence. But he wanted to set up a Mexican empire with him as the emperor. And so you had uh, uh, Santa Ana and Vincente Guerrero and others conspired against Iturbide and he fled to Britain. He comes back and he's captured and executed. And then the next leader is um, Guadalupe Victoria, elected in 1824. He is the only Mexican president for the next 30 years who completes his full term in office. Why? Because all the other ones are killed and executed. The next leader is Manuel Gomez Pedraza. He won Mexico's second election. But Guerrero and Santa Ana staged a coup and bombarded the palace. They were shooting cannons at the capital. And then Guerrero becomes the next president, but he's deposed and executed by the vice president, Bustamante. Bustamante is deposed twice in exile to Europe. And then you have um, uh, the Mexican presidency changes hands at least 36 times. And uh, Aunt Santa Ana assumes power 11 of those times. And he considers himself a Mexican Napoleon. And he dissolves Congress and he says, I threw my cap for liberty with great ardor, but very soon found the folly of it. A hundred years to come, my people will not be fit for liberty. 
They do not know what it is, unenlightened as they are. A despotism is the proper government for them. So here you have Santiago saying, forget this people rule. We're just going to have a despotism. He throws it out. But over and over again, you see the same thing. So Santa Ana ends up getting um, uh, thrown out uh, by um, Benito Juarez. And then uh, Benito Juarez ends up getting thrown out by Porfirio Diaz. And, and then one after the other, then you have Calles and Obregón, and it's assassinations and revolutions uh, over and over again. Same thing happens in the Muslim world. Uh, you get rid of a leader, you go after him and his family and his supporters, and you kill them. The same thing happens in in Russia. Gee, try running for uh, president in Russia, you're going to get poisoned. Um, same thing happens in China. It is the norm for world history. It's a gang style of government. And unfortunately, it even goes back to the Bible. And so you got three kings over united Israel, Saul, David, Solomon. And then it splits in two with kingdom of Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And then you read wherever they get a wicked king or queen, Jezebel, Athaliah, Ahab, what do they do? They kill the former king. They kill all the former king's family and all the former king's supporters. They root I'm them reading, out. I, Bill, I'm reading through that right now, through First and Second Kings and Chronicles. I'm reading about ancient Israel right now with the northern and southern kingdoms, and it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Ivan the Terrible in Russia. It's it's the norm. So in America, we've had this unique reprieve in world history where you could change leadership and not go after former leaders to uh, arrest them and raid them and prosecute them and kill them and their supporters. Uh, we had this sort of reprieve from from this norm, and we've gotten used to it. But now, because we've forgotten our history, and we've let gang-style people get involved, they're weaponizing the government, and it will be a miracle if they ever let go of this power. And so, um, but the the tactic is to blame you for what they're guilty of. And it's a strategy that I talk about in my book called Socialism, The Real History from Plato to the Present. And there's quite a number of instances in history, if you like, I can go through some. Well, I want to also point out the American Minute. Uh, Each day, Bill sends out uh, through his network something called the American Minute. And I'm reading one that you put out last week, Who is King in America? And of course, as you just depict uh, the tyrants that we've had throughout world history, America was unique because it was a representative form of government. In fact, George Washington refused the title of emperor or, uh, you know, anything other than just president and Mr. President. Uh, And then when he was done with his term, he retired. And King George said, if he does that, he'll be the greatest man in the world, in which, of course, he did at the end of his elected term. Folks, our representative form of government is under threat. What we're talking about today with Bill Fetter of the American Minute is exactly what kind of examples of tyranny we have seen throughout world history, and especially what we've seen just to our southern border for over the last hundred years in Mexico and Central America. And the people that can see it most is, as you said, Marco Rubio, whose family came from Cuba. They see tyranny. They know what it is. They know it when they see it, Bill. And so thank God that Marco Rubio spoke up when he saw the rating of President Trump's residence by the FBI. And let's just say it, the Biden administration's Justice Department. It's really injustice. And in fact, the new Congress, hopefully the Republicans, the opposition of 
uh, party will take uh, Congress in November, and with that will come the hearings and investigations of what needs to take place. Uh, but again, you can get the American Minute uh, and with Bill Fetter, and we're going to actually make available as well the this one about who is king in America, and that is you and I. It's the individual citizen, and that's why we have to stand up. Yeah, Bill, take us through that right now with uh, your book on socialism. We appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we have to remind ourselves it was this uh, FBI that sat on Hunter Biden's laptop for a year. I mean, here we literally have evidence that the the son of the president was doing corrupt wheeling and dealing and talking about the big guy getting his cut, which everybody pretty well assumes is Biden himself. And what does the what does Bob, uh, Bill Barr and the FBI do? Sit on it. During the whole elections, it would have totally upended the election. But um, the, the strategy, uh, Potiphar's wife was the one who was wanting to sin lustfully. She accused Joseph of wanting to sin lustfully and accusing him of trying to rape her. And he gets thrown in, what, January 6th prison, right? You have um, uh, Pelosi talks about the wrap-up smear. You can go on C-SPAN and watch it. She says, yeah, you just make up lies and you smear your opponent and it doesn't matter if they're true or not. Here's Harry Reid uh, lied about Mitt Romney not paying his taxes. And after the election, they said, well, you lied. He, he did pay his taxes. And Harry Reid said, yeah, I know, but it worked. You know, the um, Ahab was the one troubling Israel. Uh, Elijah shows up and Elijah says, uh, Ahab says to Elijah, you're the one troubling Israel. And Elijah says, no, you are. You're, um, the uh, and even." Uh, the Apostle Paul was in Jerusalem, and he shaved his head, and he was fasting, and he was in the temple, and the uh, religious leaders stirred up a riot and threw Paul out. The Romans had to rescue him, and there's a the trial. And Tertullus, the you know accusing uh, person, says, we found this Paul a pestilent fellow, a ringleader of all these insurrectionists, and, and, uh, and Paul says, no, they're, they're accusing me of what they're guilty of. And ask anyone. I haven't been in Jerusalem but two weeks. I was just quiet in the temple. So, so this strategy, they even accused Jesus of having a, de- a demon. Here, Jesus says, you're your father, the devil. He was a liar and the father of it, right? So they're the ones led by the devil, and they have the audacity to accuse Jesus himself of, as having a demon. This is the strategy. They accuse you of what they're guilty of. And so um, it's called blame shifting, where the attacker blames the victim. Sigmund Freud coined the term where rude people denying themselves a negative quality yet attribute that quality to someone else. Little kids do it. I didn't start the fight. You did. A, a wife beater will beat the tar out of his wife and say, well, it's your fault because you provoked me. Or a um, Sharia man will rape a woman and say, it's your fault because you tempted me. And so this idea, um, you know, historian Victor David Hansen is talking about the January 6th committee. And he's talking about how it appears to be totally illegitimate. He says, why did the committee not investigate whether large numbers of FBI agents and informants were ubiquitous among the crowd? Right. They've admitted at least 20 FBI people were in the January 6th crowd. Were they just twiddling their thumbs or was it what they did with the Whitmer kidnapping plot where they planned the plot and they got a bunch of guys who thought they were going out drinking beer uh, and they accused them of the plot? So. This is a strategy we need to be aware of because it's being played out right in front of us today. And the only way to get around it is to call it out. So when they accuse you of something, you have to stop and say, no, 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 you're the guilty person and you're projecting your guilt on me. Jesse Smollett, remember him? 
right? He, he plotted an attack against himself, but he wanted to blame it on, you know, other innocent people until finally it came out, no, 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 you're the guilty person. You're, you're projecting your uh, attack on, on a bunch of innocent people. Um, so very important psychological projection, blame shifting uh, is the tactic that's being played out on the American public right now. We're talking with Bill Fetter from the American Minute, and we're talking about what is happening in our country right now with gangster-style politics. Obviously, the FBI, unprecedented FBI raid on former President Trump's home has alarmed the nation. And you know, Bill, I'm, at first, people were afraid to speak up, but I'm thanking God that people are speaking up and now calling for the dismantling of the FBI. In fact, there's really no way back. It's not just the upper echelon of the FBI. Uh, when you listen to Victor David Hansen, and we're going to make that video available, uh, by the way, in a recent interview, and he, he, he mentions uh, Strzok or and the, 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 uh, the different agents who conducted these illegal activities within the FBI. McCabe and Comey lied under oath. Any of us doing that would, go, uh, would face penalty of law. They, they don't. Uh, this is just, you can't have two forms of justice in this country or we don't have a justice system. So it demands that the people, the American people, as you stated in your uh, Who is King in America, we are the representative forms of government. Uh, we're to actually rein in these people, and we do that through our representative form of government. And folks, voting is so important. If you're not registered, register. If you need to update your registration, if you've moved in recent times, if you've just turned 18, or you've never registered to vote, you as a Christian, you need to register and vote, and you need to discern the issues. The Ohio Christian Alliance is going to provide a voter guide for you. We don't endorse candidates, but we certainly survey them and provide you with the information you need where they stand on the issues, and we're going to make that available this November. Uh, Bill, as we look at all this, uh, you are, of course, are, you know, you've been discussing this through your historical talking points. Uh, through the American Minute, giving people historical examples so they can see really the truth of what is going on, because people are under a malaise right now. Uh, tell us, uh, and we just have about two minutes left, uh, some closing thoughts. Uh, so all this information is in a book called Socialism, The Real History from Plato to the Present. Uh, it's a bestseller. It's on Amazon, but you can also get it from my website, AmericanMinute.com. Uh, Stalin was facing a growing anti-Stalinist movement. At the same time, he had a supporter, Sergei Kirov, the party boss of Leningrad, who was giving speeches praising Stalin. So Stalin had an idea. He would arrange for his supporter, Sergei Kirov, to be assassinated. It would eliminate a potential rival. And he would blame the assassination on the innocent anti-Stalinists. And so then he used this as an excuse to have hearings, sort of January 6th type hearings, to call in these anti-Stalinists and then to arrest them, detain them, and kill over a million of them in the first great purge of 1936 to 38. You know, Hitler uh, seizes power, and then he has a violent group called the Brown Shirts or the Sturmabteilung, stormtroopers, and they smash windows and, lo and block buildings and like they did with the 66 cities. Um, they were smashing and burning, and then their capital got set on fire, an insurrection, and Hitler's own people said it, but Hitler blames they, they, it on his that's, political that's opponents. That's right, and we have all these examples. Uh, the, the website is AmericanMinute.com with Bill Fetter. Bill, thanks for being my guest today. Thank you, Chris. And uh, listen on. We're going to listen to Bill Johnson, an interview we had with him last week.
Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. In the Army National Guard, soldiers serve part-time and close to home. My community means everything to me. It helps shape me into who I am today and is where I choose to raise my own family. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from. And as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The education benefits I got from serving helped me get my degree and jumpstart my career. The training and leadership skills I've gained from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people, help my neighbors, and look out for my community. I know that when my neighbors need us the most, my fellow soldiers and I will be ready. My family loves it here, and my part-time service means we get to stay here. Serve part-time in the community you live in as a proud member of the Army National Guard. Talk to your local recruiter or visit nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. Well, we have uh, some very important information to share with you on this program. Many of you aware, of course, by now that President Trump's residence was raided by the FBI uh, last week. And, of course, there's been a lot of fallout from that and a lot of uh, response from Americans across the spectrum, political spectrum, quite honestly. Uh, it's an unprecedented act. It's never happened in our nation's history. In fact, uh, by one analyst, it's never happened in uh, the Western civilized nations. Uh, so we're going to get to that. We're going to talk with Congressman Bill Johnson from Ohio's 6th District. But I'd like to read for you a release that the Ohio Christian Alliance put out on Sunday night. The Ohio Christian Alliance statement concerning the FBI raid on former President Trump's residence. The Ohio Christian Alliance is shocked and dismayed at this unprecedented overreach by the Justice Department and the FBI. This raid on former President Trump's residence is alarming to many citizens of the United States. This has never happened before in our nation's history. It is a bell that is rung that cannot be unrung and has set a precedent that has led many Americans to ask, what is next? We are witnessing the political weaponizing of our federal agencies, creating an atmosphere of grave uncertainty about the future of our nation and of our civil liberties. We, we call members of Congress to press the issue with the Democratic majority to hold hearings concerning the FBI raid on former President Trump's residence, 
as to what happened and why. We agree with Congressman Jim Jordan and Bill Johnson that the FBI Director Christopher Wray and U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland need to answer questions before the members of Congress. We're in uncharted waters at this point in our nation's history, and the Ohio Christian Alliance would ask all our followers to be watching and praying at this time. Let's uh, listen to a short clip by Congressman uh, Jim Jordan as he was being interviewed by Laura Ingram on Fox News right after the raid took place. So we will be there all day Friday. I'll be in Thursday night. Merrick Garland, Chris Ray, come to the House Judiciary Committee this Friday and answer our questions about this action today, which has never happened in American history. What was on the warrant? What were you really doing? What were you looking for? Why not talk to President Trump and have him give the information you're after? This is unbelievable. And understand the history here. One year ago, it was the, the Merrick Garland using the Patriot Act against parents. One day ago, it was 87,000 agents in a bill the Democrats passed to go harass Americans from the IRS. And today we have the raid of a former president's home in America. So heck, we, we deserve answers now. And this Friday would be a good time. Jerry Nadler, call up Christopher Ray, call up Merrick Garland, bring him in front of the House Judiciary Committee so we can ask him the questions that the American people deserve answers to. And that was Congressman Jim Jordan referencing about having uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, and Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, come in to the committee last Friday, of course. Unfortunately, that did not happen by the Democratic majority. Uh, with us on the phone is Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio's 6th District, and we're really pleased that our good friend has joined us at this uh, very important time. Congressman, welcome to the program. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, Congressman, you and I have been... Uh, and friends for a while. I remember when you were first running for Congress, and uh, of course we've worked on the D-Day Prayer Project together and, and other issues. This has to be shocking to you as uh, a veteran of our military, a member of Congress, a, a patriot. Uh, what are your thoughts about all this, the raid on F, uh, the FBI raid on former President Trump's residence in Mar-a-Lago? Well, it's, it, it's not only shocking. I, I'm, just, I'm just heartbroken. By this, you know, I served uh, our country in the United States Air Force for nearly 27 years. Uh, I'm I'm very familiar with the blood sacrifices that our our nation's uh, war heroes, our veterans, uh, go through every single day to protect our freedoms and liberties. And for for an agency like the D uh, Department of Justice and the FBI to so, so flagrantly and casually disregard uh, uh, the longstanding uh, principles of, of separation of branches uh, of, of our government is just beyond me. You said it. This is unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this in our nation before. And um, uh, I joined, as you well know, uh, Jim Jordan and uh, Mike Turner, another Ohioan, that uh, is the ranking member on the Select Committee on Intelligence in calling for uh, Attorney General Garland and Director Ray to immediately come and tell Congress why they've taken this unprecedented action and what rose, what did they, what did they think was going to rise to a national security level that would warrant such an outrageous action. You know, a lot of folks 
that um, in our network are very, quite honestly, fearful right now of their government. And that's not a good place to be in as a nation. You know, it was uh, Stephen Crowder who was saying that it's okay to be afraid in his original statement. And I thought for a young man, a young conservative, who has uh, basically a following, I thought that was a very interesting expression to use, Congressman. It's okay to be afraid. And, uh, you know, that's not something that you and I are familiar with. We basically encourage people to be bold, to be, um, to be confident, uh, to not give in to the fears of the day. Yet when we see the Justice Department and the FBI raiding home after home of our former president, and it's sending a message to people and saying, uh, these, you know, you're, if you support them, you support the president, you're a criminal too. I mean, you know, well, the, I... message, the messaging here is frightening, and it's the Democratic left that's pushing this, politicizing, weaponizing our federal agencies, to the level we've never seen before in this country. And so a lot of people are just really quiet right now, but cowering. I know that they are, Bill, as you know. I've worked, I'm, I'm a grassroots leader. Uh, we represent faith interests. I talked to the, um, the New Yorker last week, obviously not a very uh, positive group when it comes to conservatives and social conservatives, and they were interviewing people in Ohio on a hit piece on social policy. But uh, that said... Uh, the kind of interview I had with the fact-checker, and I told her the kind of work we do representing the Church and its interest, and she said, well, that makes sense. <laughs> it didn't sound very bigoted to her. It just, uh, And she said, well, do you see yourself as a majority? I said, no, we see ourselves as a mi- minority at this point, because uh, the polling by Gallup that they've been conducting since 1938 shows that people that hold any kind of faith affiliation at all it's fallen below 50% for the first time since they've been polling since 1938. So, you know, I think that caught her off guard. And at the same time, you know, I think that people in our ranks, they're seeing this kind of autocratic, uh, really kind of scare tactics by the FBI and the Justice Department, raid after raid of people that have supported President Trump, his attorneys, uh, and the kind of uh, police, uh, military raids that they conduct on their houses when they can simply ask these people to come in with their attorneys. I mean, the due process process is if, obviously, if you don't come in, then a warrant is issued, right? That's what we've seen. Uh, you know, but this is not what they do. They don't tell these people and they show up in the middle of the night or early morning and parade them out in their underwear and, and search their homes. And these are people of respect. These are people that have been attorneys with President Trump, those associated with him, those who have served in his cabinet. You know, Congressman, I got to tell you, it to me, it's a leader. It's extremely disturbing. Well, it, it is. It is disturbing, and I think every American has reason to be concerned. Uh, you look at what happened last week with the passage of uh, a spending bill that includes the the funding six times the normal annual funding, by the way, for the IRS to add another 87,000 federal agents to, uh, to the payroll in Washington, D.C. And what do we think those, uh, those 87,000 new federal agents are going to be doing? I guarantee you they're going to be looking into the, to the finances of, of middle class and uh, uh, everybody in, in this country. Uh, we saw the IRS weaponized back during the Obama administration with Lois Lerner going after uh, 
conservative organizations. We saw just we we were one of those organizations that applied for a C three status. We had one of the top uh, federal election commission attorneys in the nation that filed our paperwork. They said we've never seen it take this long. They slow walked our application. Eventually, it was approved, but they basically put us. Uh, on the back burner and slow walked it like 13 months, and they said we've never seen this happen before. So we were one of those. Yeah, and and we've seen uh, we've seen we've seen Attorney General Garland go after parents that uh, that are exercising their freedom of speech uh, and and their right to question school boards about the educating of their children. So the American people have every reason to be concerned about the overreach and the political bias that has infiltrated the Department of Justice and the FBI. This Thursday, we're going to find out uh, when, uh, when uh, Judge Reinhardt conducts his hearing, uh, maybe when we see this affidavit unsealed. And I can certainly understand why the Department of Justice would want to keep it sealed up, because they've been operating in the blind. They've been operating in the shadows now for quite some time, ever since Joe Biden came into office. So I'm not surprised they want to keep it sealed. I hope Judge Reinhardt will unseal that affidavit so we can begin to get to the bottom of this. But I call on on uh, uh, Attorney General uh, Garland and Director Ray, come and tell Congress what you've done, why you've done it. And let's set this matter right, and let's do it right now. Congressman Bill Johnson of Ohio's 6th District is with us on the phone right now. And thank you, Congressman, for taking time out between meetings. Uh, we know that you're on a short recess now and meeting with uh, constituents in the district. Uh, what are you hearing from the, the, the constituents that you've met with so far on your recess? Uh, that have, have they discussed this issue with you? Have they brought it up? Oh, they are, they are absolutely outraged. They are absolutely outraged. Yes, they bring it up every day that I'm out in the district. Well, you know, a lot of us out here right now, uh, it's almost as if we're being shadow banned on Facebook. When we try to post articles, we know that it's put to the bottom of the feed. If I put out uh, the release that you, of the statement you made, and other Ohio congressmen, it's put on the bottom of the feed. We can tell that by how many views it's had. We have a membership page, and something that's not related to the subject has over 500 views. And if it's something like this, it has under 100 views. So we know that the social media, uh, you know, demagogues are actually helping uh, with the deep state to actually. Uh, keep people from communicating about this issue, because a lot of Americans do feel strongly, but we've not been able to communicate with each other about this, so we don't know how far that's gone. Uh, and I think it's great that you're meeting face-to-face with constituents. The small group meeting, I'm going to one tonight to hear from candidates uh, up here in Northeast Ohio, and I think that's the best way for people to communicate is congregate and talk among themselves and, and do that old-fashioned uh, exercise in the American Republic and to, and to share your thoughts and to speak your mind, your thoughts. Um, uh, I, I apologize. I'm driving, Chris, and I just pulled into a meeting. I've got to run because I'm, I'm late, but I, I missed that last question. Ask me again quickly, and I'll try and answer. It's just that uh, we need to really exercise the old American, uh, uh, basically, 
uh, policy of meeting with each other in person, the kind of gatherings you're having right now with these meetings face-to-face, and we want to encourage people to do that. Your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Americans need to be engaged. Government of, for, and by the people. We can't just vote in November and expect elected officials to do it for us. We have to be engaged. We have to be going to school board meetings and and town halls and 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 city council and county commissioner meetings and uh, and we need to be engaged at all levels. That's what our system is based on. It's not sitting on the sidelines. Well, thank you, Congressman. We thank you so much for taking time. God bless you, sir. We're going to be praying for you and and keep up the fight and uh, for freedom and for liberty. We appreciate all that you do. All right. God bless you, my friend. Have a great day. Thank you, Congressman. Bill Johnson of Ohio's 6th District. And, of course, it is uh, slated that the Republicans will take back the House in November, but that's determined upon you and I getting out there and vote. Uh, I have a ballot, and I'm going to use it, and I'm going to express my, my thoughts. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe, on D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. My community means everything to me. That's why I joined the Army National Guard. I'm proud of where I'm from, and as a soldier, I get to give back to the people that helped me succeed. The training and leadership skills I get from the Army National Guard help me every day when I teach young people and look out for my community. If you'd like to learn how you too can serve part-time in the community you love, visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. We want to go on with this program to continue to share with you what some other Americans have shared. And in fact, that uh, email that we sent out on Sunday night is on our uh, our webpage, and you can go there and read the email that we sent out. And it was titled, Here is what Americans are saying about the unprecedented FBI raid on former President Trump's residence. Let me read this uh, to you from Jim Jordan. The raid on Mar-a-Lago is one of the most frightening things I've ever seen in our country. They spied on his campaign with altered evidence back in 2016 and 2017. They impeached him once. They impeached him the second time, and now they've got the January 6th committee going full tilt against him, trying to keep him from running for office in 2024. And, oh, they said his private, uh, they raided his private residence. You've got to be kidding me. And this comes just one day after they said, we're going to unleash 87,000 IRS agents to come harass Republican small business owners. We know what that's all about. So that's the context. This is Congressman Jim Jordan speaking in a statement. He says, and a year ago, 
They said, we're going to use the Patriot Act against moms and dads who had the crazy idea that they should be able to speak up for the kids at school board meetings. So the next uh, context, and we're supposed to say, oh, no, that is just fine. Give me a break. Everyone is nervous. But this is one of those most frightening things I've ever seen about our country, and that's why this is the first time it's ever happened because it's not supposed to happen. And that's Congressman Bill, uh, excuse me, Congressman Jim Jordan, in his statement. And I want to read to you from uh, this is from uh, Victor David Hansen. This is very powerful. This is a statement that historian and author Victor David Hansen said. This idea of a federal bureau of investigation, its record is too dangerous to democracy. Hansen said in an interview with Epoch TV's American Thoughts Leaders program following the raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. He said this, The left also says democracy dies in darkness. Right now, at this point, the FBI is one of the great threats to democracy. It's a terrible thing to say, Hansen said, but he holds his position. The FBI, he says, intervenes in elections, lies under oath, and is a massive behemoth that is out of control. He goes on to say, the Justice Department must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigation. This is what former Democratic Congresswoman and presidential candidate uh, uh, Tulsi Gilbert said. She said this, This is something that every American should be extremely concerned about because this raid is just the latest serious escalation of this disturbing trend that we've seen of blatant abuse of power by those in power to not only protect their friends, but to target their political opponents or, frankly, anyone who dares to dissent or challenge or disagree or even question what this administration is doing. And this is what Franklin Graham said about the raid. Thirty years ago, the FBI lost a lot of credibility over the unfortunate events that surrounded Ruby Ridge. Last night, as we watched the events that unfolded at Mar-a-Lago, I couldn't help but think that the FBI and DOJ are losing credibility and the trust of the American people again. I have no idea what was in former President Trump's safe, but if the government thought there was something there that belonged to them, they certainly could have asked him for it. What is happening is the politics is entering into the FBI and DOJ, and even the IRS should be concerned that there are plans to supercharge the IRS and hire 87,000 new agents, definitely. This is a step in weaponizing the IRS to act against people, organizations, and businesses who have a voice of dissent against the government agendas. It is an issue of freedom. As Americans, we are losing our freedoms. Our nation has become so corrupt politically and morally, we need to repent and turn from our sins and call on the name of God. This is what Franklin Graham stated in a statement concerning the FBI raid. Now I want to go to a segment from Tucker Carlson last night. Now listen very carefully to what Tucker Carlson said at the close of his first segment of his program last night about the FBI raid on former President Trump's home. Except this time, unfortunately, it could be a little different. Indicting Donald Trump is a very big step. Not simply because a lot of people like him and he's the former president, but because 
Indicting him at this point would be to reveal that this entire thing, and by thing we mean our justice system, is just transparently political. It's just a means to an end, a means to power. And people know that at this point. They've watched it. They understand what's happening. Even people who don't like Donald Trump, even people who didn't vote for Donald Trump and don't want to vote for him in 2024, they know and they can't unknow. And that means that we are at this point on the edge of something unprecedented and something awful. You could feel it. Even Donald Trump feels it. Maybe for the first time in his life, Donald Trump seems sincerely interested in lowering the temperature, not just for his own sake, but for the country's. He said that. He's never said anything like that. Maybe he doesn't mean it. But when has he ever said that? Let's all calm down a little, he said the other day. This isn't good. Yeah, he's right. It's not good. And not just for him, for all of us. This could get very bad, very fast. And the Biden people know that perfectly well. They know what could happen if they continue down this path of using law enforcement to cling to power. But they don't care because they're facing a repudiation from voters and they're desperate and they'll do anything. But at what cost? Pray they pull back before it's too late. That was a really strong charge and warning by Tucker Carlson on his program last night. He was off for a week on vacation and came back, and that was the first time he had a chance to talk to his viewers about the FBI raid on former President Trump's residence last week. An unprecedented act, absolutely. I want to read to you from Sebastian Gorka, who served in the administration as a nationally syndicated radio host here on the Salem Network. He stated this. Gorka said the FBI is supposed to be apolitical and serve justice, but the raid by FBI on Mar-a-Lago authorized by the Biden administration against a political opponent shows that the FBI is too corrupt and not salvageable. We need transparency. We need to finish draining the swamp, and sadly, as someone, somebody who has trained 1,000 uh, FBI agents over the years before I joined the White House, it sad me, saddens me to say, he says, the FBI has to be dismantled. Gorka said during a recent interview, the FBI has been corrupted beyond any salvageable change. Changing the director of the leadership on the seventh floor is not enough. You know, we tend to agree with that. We believe that the, there needs to be major reform at the FBI. When Republicans get control of Congress come January, they need to hold hearings. And they have the purse strings. They can begin cutting funding to the FBI. And we ask that you all, at this time, pray earnestly for our country. Uh, the Bible says that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And that's where we're at right now. We need to be discerning the times, and we need to be in prayer. To learn more about the Ohio Christian Alliance and the public policy positions that we review and bring you news on, you can visit our website at ohioca.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. If you'd like to read the complete email that we put out of what Americans are saying about the FBI raid on President Trump's residence, it's on our website at the top, recent emails at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. 
To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.